0: Welcome to the RV Navigator Podcast, your RV lifestyle digital home. Visit the RV Navigator homepage at rvnavigator.com. And now, here are your hosts, Ken and Martha, podcasting from their mobile RV studio that might be parked in a campground near you. Hello, this is Ken, your RV Navigator. And
1: Martha, the co-pilot. And we're talking to you live from our at-home studio. where we are happy to be after months and months and months
0: on the road. Five and a half months. Was is a it, long time. Was it too long? A little bit too long. A little bit too long. Living in the RV is not as easy as you thought.
1: No, I just miss the creature comforts from home. I uh, I would be quite happy to live in an RV full time, but I don't have to. And I was looking forward to my deep freeze, my wide kitchen counters, my blazing fast internet. And not internet, having to put everything
0: away all the time.
1: <laughs> and thinking about things besides, what are we going to do today? Where are we going to stay today? Because when you're at home, you already know what's there and you know what to
0: do. So we left our listeners on the, on the precipice of their seats, excited to know how the trip home was. Long. <laughs> <laughs> 2,200 miles as we drove across Actually, we left early, after the podcast was made. The weather in Anacortes for Memorial
1: Day weekend was dismal, and some (laughs) of the people in our campground left before... We did. Before we did, because it was so dismal. Folks in small rigs, because it was raining and cold, and when you're in a small rig, you have to live out of it, and there was nowhere to go. So we, we timed it well. Sunday morning on back, of Memorial Day weekend. Leaving while all the good people were at church on Sunday, because we knew that once we got out of the Seattle area, that the urban areas were few and far between, and even though it was a holiday weekend, it wouldn't cause us any trouble, and it didn't. No, we worked out well. And we feel very smug because we managed (laughs) to drive that whole trip home spending virtually nothing on
0: camping. We were very surprised. We don't go out of our way to boondock on the way home. But if it's convenient in there, we, we definitely take advantage of it. We found that in the six nights it took us to get home that we spent about $10 on camping.
1: It was a real amazing thing.
0: Right. Because we found a casino in Montana that had free camping and it had, but it wasn't casino camping it, it had, had electricity, electricity. Right? free and we had Wi-Fi there, I think. And then we found another interesting place that we never stayed at before, and that's uh, Cabela's. Cabela's. We could have stayed at two Cabela's, and Cabela's are actually quite nice in terms of accommodating boondockers and because they
1: had water and a sewer dump,
0: water fill, and a sewer dump, for free. And, and nice long painted stripes. Sites. Unlike Walmart, which kind of
1: you kind ain't. of feel like you're sneaking in there, but this was right. it was very clear we were welcome there
0: right and with the dump that's a nice uh, and the water that's a nice capability also and then we found <laughs> a municipal park in
1: blue earth minnesota right off of in i the 90 grounds. if you ever go and
0: past these places and that's the kind of thing we look for is the the place that's right off the expressway because you don't want to have to spend much time driving to and from the campground
1: and the first night of camping with everything that we would
0: require 50 amp was free full hookups free and do we love free
1: and then to be honest we made a longer pause in the Black Black Hills hills of South Dakota but there was a
0: Cabela's there and we could have stayed there there. and even so we had some friends who are work camping
1: so they got us a deal.
0: They got us a deal. And, and then
1: and we spent an extra day there to give you a rest from all the driving. And we've probably said it before, but the Black Hills are a wonderful place to visit. You could sp- easily spend a week there. Very family friendly. Lots of stuff to see and do. Some of it is patriotic because of Mount Rushmore. Some is Wild West because you're right by the beginning of the West there. And they had all this cowboy stuff. But it
0: would be easy to spend three or four days. Easy. And I think it's cooler in the summer and a little bit nicer. Yeah. So it it is tons it, of campgrounds. It's just like it pops out of the desert all of a sudden. It's nice and scenic and mountainous and it's
1: very, very RV friendly. Yeah.
0: Very. Yes. Very nice. And if you like motorcycling, lots of. Uh, Twisty yeah. Roads, which is what it's famous for. Yeah, Sturgis for, is nearby. And then we stayed at a favorite uh, COE campground on the end. And COEs, the Corps of Engineer campgrounds, for us are only 10 bucks a night. Because we're old. <laughs> so we could have camped all the way across there for the price that we paid at the COE. And we didn't really have to stay at the COE. But we like it there because it's their nice campgrounds.
1: And we like to come home clean and dry.
0: Clean and dry and empty because we don't really have much of a place to do that sort of stuff. I'm gonna do a little rant here. Shield your ears, ladies and gentlemen. Um we have given up on Sirius Radio. They sent me a bill for two hundred dollars, and I paid it, and I thought oh, that's a little bit high, but We got two radios, and so... And we listen
1: to it all the way. we listen to
0: it. We like Cirrus radio. We listen to it almost every day. Right. It provides a nice, consistent radio signal throughout all of our travels. But then in May, when we got home, I found out that there was another bill for the second radio. And I just said, give me a break, Cirrus. I just can't justify $350 a year for what I can get for free over the radio. And... These days, if i want to we've we've been appreciating something like NPR One or Pandora, so for three hundred dollars, I can buy a lot of cellular data. I called them up and I said that, and they said, "Oh, well, customer retention is who you want to talk to." So they sent me to customer retention, and suddenly, my bill was reduced by forty five percent Now, can you believe that? Yes. <laughs> and that really ticks me off note to self
1: anything that you subscribe to like your wi-fi services your radio services don't just blindly pay the bill month after month write a note in your calendar for how how long that is supposed to be
0: this just irks me so but i still canceled so Even though the bill was it was going to be less than what I was had already paid.
1: We didn't like how we were treated.
0: I didn't like that. You know, they treat your long-term customers. We've been a customer for over 10 years, and they treat me like they can just rip me off it, at will. Well, they hope you don't pay attention. Yeah. And then, of course, I come home, and my Xfinity bill, which is what I use for just Internet at home, was over $100 a month. Now, are you upset about that? Yes, even though I was enjoying the... Do you go to church on Sunday?
1: (laughs) Even though I was enjoying the blazing speed, I was not enjoying the bill. (sighs) Come
0: to the Church of Wiseman, and we will lower your bill. So I call Xfinity. And Xfinity says, oh, well, we have a special, and we can give you $45 off that price. It's your lucky day. It's your lucky day. Actually, the reason why I called was because with our DirecTV, AT&T, was, which we also have an option to get here at our house, was offering me $30 a month. And so I called them and said, can you match $30 a month? And the $30 a month was for two years. And they said, no, we're going to give you TV and Internet for $60 a month with a one-year guarantee. So the
1: note is in the calendar
0: a year from <laughs> She now. will be harassing me and making sure that I call and get the lowest rate. That, that, that's just irksome because it has gone up. It started at 60 and has gone up to 105 Ooh. in the last couple of years. So. <sighs>
1: you feel better now?
0: I'm exhausted.
1: We should also mention uh, at some point, I want to say now, in November's podcast, we talked about... That you figured out that we could sign on to Xfinity and use the extra towers here and there? The The Wi Fi,
0: yeah. Well, yeah, we talked about that. Yes. Where we were, there wasn't any Xfinity.
1: That's what I want to say. I think I remember (laughs) using it twice in a fairly extensive Mm -hmm. trip Mm -hmm. this winter.
0: That sounds like a really good program. And. We, but we were in areas that Comcast, Xfinity were not, were not present, present so we couldn't use it. We saw a couple of Xfinity Wi-Fis, but we couldn't. I think we used on. it twice. Yeah. Okay, so one of the things we've become much more aware of lately is factory delivery.
1: And the reason for that is our loyal listeners not only find us in (laughs) campgrounds near them, they find us when we're home.
0: Which is good. So in the last month, we have had visits from two listeners who were at the Numar factory, two sets of two couples, and they have picked up their brand new Numar product, making us very jealous, of course. 2016, fresh out of the factory, and, and... they were both new RVers, owners. new owners of motorhomes and never had really done much camping. We were very happy to see Ed and Carrie, who had their Vantana, which they drove the 100 miles and camped in a campground near us, without us. <laughs> near our <laughs> and, home. We, and we spent a nice uh, weekend with them. <sighs> Beautiful Vantana. And then uh, just a week later, we had... Uh, Mark and Sarah visit us, and they had both, they bought a, a Dutch Star, a 43-foot Dutch Star, just almost exact, exactly like ours, but four years newer, And but it had all the cool. You <laughs> the, had lost in your heart, did you? Oh, cool lights <laughs> and things. Anyway, um, they had both taken advantage of the factory delivery option, and we're going to explain that a little bit because... Does every manufacturer have this? I don't know, but I would certainly ask if they did. Mark did an interesting thing. Oh, but he's gonna tell you about that because we are We talked to him. We talked to him or we're going to have an interview with them. But for thirty five hundred dollars you can spend a week at the factory picking up your brand new motor home uh, regardless of what dealer that you purchased it from. Or you can save the $3,500 and pick it up at the dealer. Now, they felt that this Both these couples felt like it was worth, worth paying
1: 3500 because they were so new to the whole field of yeah. motorhoming and RVing, and they had so much to learn.
0: Right. Um, and they took them out driving, and they neither couple had ever really driven much. But when we listened to what they did...
1: We would say that people like us who've been doing this kind of thing most of our lives would probably save the thirty five hundred dollars. Because
0: two years ago when we picked up our motorhome, which was used but still From the dealer. From the dealer. How long did we spend with them? Two hours? Maybe two, three hours, yeah. right? And that we were off, and i didn't I, don't, I didn't feel slighted. they were willing to spend whatever time we needed, but I didn't feel slighted, no, because things were so familiar to us, right and we just driven, talked about what was different right we We learned about the oasis and a few other things that the all electric component, which we were not familiar with, but other than that, it was learning by doing, and it was learning about the new stuff,
1: and that was good enough for us,
0: right, but we know that you our listeners want to hear directly from the folks. So we will, uh, we did a nice interview with Mark and Sarah and heard about their experience. And if you have ever thought about RVing in a serious way, you want to listen to this interview carefully because they are, uh, as the podcast title is this month, newbies to experienced in a week. So Mark and Sarah. Well, we're lucky today to have two very interesting people with us uh, for this interview because they are picked up this week, Newmar Dutch Star, which is very similar to ours but brand new. So, how did this come to pass? Well, we started
2: thinking about, I think about four years ago, as uh, retirement was in sight of what retirement is going to look like. Uh-huh. We started thinking outside the box and decide color outside the lines and think about other things that we could do besides just uh, growing old in our house. We both love to travel and meet people and experience new things, and we just thought that it'd be fun to travel around the U.S. and see you if just some
0: other thought place. it'd be fun to travel around the U.S. in a huge um, motor coach. yes, <laughs> that you'd never driven that we've never driven, yeah. <laughs> and what's your camping experience? Oh, uh, well. <laughs>
2: Probably, uh, probably about forty years. I was into technical rock climbing and ice climbing. So I was, uh, I've spent the night hanging on cliffs. And uh, that's not quite for <laughs> That's not your idea of camping. No, no transferable skills do any... to this experience. No, no transferable skills for from forty trails. years ago. But I've always enjoyed the outdoors, and Sarah too. Mm-hmm. And Sarah, you
0: have camped in your lifetime? Yes.
3: yes. Well, my dad w- loved camping, and but my mother hated it. So mm-hmm. we we got to go and experience camping as kids, and then camped through most of my life but not, not but in not RV. in your adult
0: life though yeah. oh it, it, yeah. intense and things
3: intense yeah. yes so we would do regular tent camping have
0: you done a lot of traveling
3: yes so we decided to take the rolling condo with us uh-huh. and not deal with the motels and planes we decided uh-huh. we wanted to have more of a full experience travel.
0: a lot of our listeners have the same ha- dream well have the same dream but have a hard time operationalizing it so how did you do that?
2: I think once we started, because we had some period of time. And how long ago that, was this?
0: It's probably, I think we really started
2: focusing on about uh, well, three or four years ago. Is when we said that this is something we really wanted to invest And that
0: in. was how many years out from retirement?
2: At that time, I think it was maybe six years, five or six years now. Mm-hmm, okay, so uh, in your late 50s. Yeah, so I saw that kind of that retirement window yeah, coming yeah. up and said, you know, what are we going to do? And uh, we left our house, and we had a fabulous garden and woodworking shop, <laughs> and all those things that we accumulate ar- in our lives. And, so, and, we, and
0: you were a big woodworker, and you yeah. had a lot of invest, a lot invested in your house I did, yeah. and the garden, and yeah, mm-hmm, yeah, as you've explained to us. And
2: I, I think that was kind of the challenge of trying to think about how to walk away from that. I mean, mm-hmm. there were certainly little tinges of, of questioning at, at moments, but I think we just really tried to stay focused on where we were going to, not what we were leaving and just the thought of what we might experience outweighed the negatives of, of leaving what we had behind.
3: I think that was true. And, and I, one of the issues was um, how to let go of that and Very decide. So. Yeah, decide what's the next phase of our life. And we didn't know where we wanted to retire to, and we decided, well, why don't we just travel the United States, figure out where we want to retire to, and experience those parts of the country that, Maybe we have an experience mm-hmm. and want to retire, to.
0: You seem to have such a, a positive, forward-looking view. I think most people would be so reluctant to sell their house and, and make this huge transition to a 350-square-foot motorhome.
1: Because your intention is to full time once you're fully retired, this yes. is going to be
2: mm.
0: where you're going to live. Yes. Well,
2: actually, we'll be soo- full timing sooner than that because we, yes. you know, we did sell our house in February. You
0: sold your house? Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, Prior right. to buying the motorhome, yes. right?
2: We were all in at that point. <laughs> there's, you know, there's no I mean, way. I
0: would think most people are just standing back in there. <laughs>
2: well, we're not wealthy, so we had to bankroll this. <laughs> yeah. <so> well, <laughs> well, yeah.
0: No, I certainly understand the, for the many economics people. of it, yeah. and that, but. This is good for people to hear. Yeah, but you just—you were just so positive that this was the right step.
3: Well, we knew we had to downsize. Mm-hmm. We, we couldn't keep the house, and we decided, well, this would be a good transition from what we would call home to retirement, and that transition from that to an RV, and then when we finally settled down, because we couldn't keep the house, we knew we had to downsize. And let's let's travel the United States because we love to travel, and then figure out where we want to retire. And that was easy for us once we decided that's how we were going to do it. Because we knew maybe someday we'll be off the road.
0: So was making a plan in advance, looking that far down the road, actually to your later years. Yes. And deciding that you needed a place to live in the distant future. Mm -hmm. Yes. And then... Saying how am I going to find that place yeah. exactly,
2: and I think that was a big driver on it, and knowing that we 'd want to have an exit plan on this was important i mean it 's important to go have some a plan in mind how you 're going to mm-hmm. execute this. is it mm-hmm. also to know what are you going to do when I mean, medical reasons or just you know something else captures our interest mm-hmm. of, of moving on so and I think in some ways, it was maybe a little bit easier for me in the sense that most of my professional career i 've moved around some mm-hmm. so I didn't have those roots, those those anchors in one place that mm-hmm. some people do. I think, and in what I've read and talked to people, some people just have a hard time because they, you know there's so much family, there's so much memories in a house or different places. And I think that
3: sense of place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Now I grew up where we are. I, I, Northwesterner, <laughs> grew up in the same town for all my life, but I've not ever been tied to things. It didn't bother me to let go Uh of things. So for me, that was an easy break. For him, it was more difficult.
0: Yeah, well, it's not only the things, but the anticipation of the future, not knowing. My understanding is you've never driven a motorhome.
2: I did once. Okay. <laughs> did a, <laughs> I did mean Class I C <laughs> going down the Baja Peninsula. So, I mean, that was a bold You yeah. were a
3: school bus drivers.
2: Well, a little yeah. bit. You yeah, it's yeah. a front apartment. But, I mean,
0: yeah. for all practical purposes, you've yeah. had no experience no. No. in the RV Especially in a class doing a. an RV yeah. at all. Yeah. Yeah. And for most people, I think that would be a major hurdle. And um, I just, I, I guess it must be just a positive attitude, is it?
2: I, I like to challenge myself. And mm-hmm. I think if you set your mind to something... If you stick with it, you're going to learn it. And if you can, you know, surround yourself with people that know more than you do, yeah. that uh, can mentor you, and and just
0: um, you know, like it's Ken easier. It. Yes. It's like, you <laughs> well, guys. yeah, but we we started with a lot of you know, we built up our experience over the years, and I, I have a lot of respect for somebody who has the forethought and the the, the boxy <laughs> <laughs> just to go ahead and and do it without hesitation. It seems to me. Well, ignorance I'm is bliss sometimes. <laughs> 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 well,
3: well you, you did a
1: lot of research, too, to prepare yourselves for this. How did you fact find and decide what to
2: buy? Well, being a systems analyst, I don't approach anything without you know, understanding uh, everything about something before I do it. So, And plus, we had some financial goals that we wanted to meet before we retired. We had this goal we were moving towards. We had this time period between the time we were going to execute it. Mm-hmm. So it, it was just a matter of starting to consult the Google Oracle and, and uh, find forums and starting to get more informed. We went to a lot of RV shows, mm-hmm. and we started to realize as much those things that we like and those things that we absolutely didn't like. And then through the forums and conversations with other people about trying to understand which are some of the top-tier uh, RV manufacturers. Mm-hmm. And and we've heard that, you know, that adage about you want to buy your third RV first. <laughs> I mean, I think we, we heard that and said, well, that makes sense. And I could tell some stories about, you know, some early visits with RV salesmen that would dispute that, but I think all uh-huh. they wanted to do was sell us three RVs. Of course, <laughs> yeah, well, that's good for the industry. Well, we've
3: been listening to the forums and the blogs for uh-huh. at least three or four years, so we've been listening to you, uh-huh. we've been listening to um, Gone with the Wind, Technomedia, um,
2: Living, Living the RV Dream, Living the RV
3: Dream, all those forums that kind of got you into the mindset of how do you think of the exit uh-huh. plan and how to figure out what kind of life you want to live. Do you want uh-huh. to be full-time? And if you're going to be full-time, you have to think of these things as opposed to part-timing and a different attitude that you have to have and the different type
0: of RV you have to have uh-huh. for those things. Well, so after you made the, the big decision three or four years ago, then you did the research. Right. And then how did you come to the conclusions of a, a Dutch star and, and a new now one. and a new one rather new. than a used one? Not taking the, the advice of your mentors here. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, we respect you guys. <laughs> <laughs> but... We want to make our own mistakes. Okay.
0: <laughs>
2: and come to them honestly. I think, um, you know, I would heard something years ago that it really resonated with us, is that, you know, one of the most important things is figure out what floor plan works mm-hmm. for you. How do you want to live and utilize the space? And uh-huh. so once we started thinking along those lines and then looking that and i can't remember where it was somebody said well you know you go stand and you figure you're going to do a cook a meal here or you're going to do laundry or yeah. different things got to move around how would you use a space where are you going to put things and i don't know if we went to I, I think in a few shows we had that discussion but we weren't like you know going through the motions of taking a shower or anything <laughs> like that but it was uh, i think it was just trying to to imagine just live, living there. live the yes. floor
0: plan without actually yeah yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And, and so and you
3: ch- we went back and forth between def- several models yeah, until I'm we sure. finally came on upon this model
0: that yeah. we like. And the, yeah. what do you like about this one? Well, I think... Um, so this is a 43-foot Newmar Dutch Star mm-hmm. uh, 2016, and it is rear bath. Rear bath mm-hmm.
2: with dual van- vanities, and uh, the uh, washer and dryer is back there, mm-hmm. and it has a nice, good-sized shower mm-hmm. and... We um, we kind of like that notion of having the... Full wall slide. Full, isla- full wall slide, yeah. I'm just amazed, after we started living in it this week, mm-hmm. at just how spacious it seems when the slides are out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Not so much when it's in, but it just uh, the livable space in it is just... Uh, it's pretty amazing. Uh, because so what are the ones that you consider seriously? Other floor plans or yeah. just... Well, uh, just, well, everything. As we learn more, I think, as far as new, uh, we... I know yeah well, I think and I think that 's a really good discussion to have, but I think you know, we we thought we 'd heard from folks that t- you know tiffins were good mm-hmm. Integra's, and and Numars, mm-hmm. and I think for at least the last year and a half or two well, since two thousand and fourteen we honestly tried to knock Numar off their pedestal, and no matter how hard we tried, we just couldn 't do it based mm-hmm. on our own requirements and our sensibilities, and then what we heard mm-hmm. from people that own them. And what some of those other brand owners that had them and now have New Mars has, has said about them. Mm-hmm. So I think that made it a little bit easier to kind of make that And decision. at the shows,
0: were you treated well by all the good dealers? Not
2: so much. Oh, there really? was a few times that uh, mm-hmm. I felt like I wanted to run right home and take a shower. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but um, every once in a while, you'd, you'd find somebody. I mean, and I heard once that... You come in with a few loaded questions, and you ask those questions. And if they answer them honestly,
0: mm-hmm.
2: you, it's it, at least my trust level it mm-hmm. would escalate a little mm-hmm. bit with it. But you know, if they say, "Oh no, that's not an issue," you know, you don't need that. And I, from what I'd heard and right research, I thought that it was important. Then you know, I would I think that was mm-hmm. um, help make some decisions on mm-hmm. that. But you know, the whole purchasing process, and then you know, we uh, once we figured out what options we wanted on the, this 2016-4369, all the whistles and bells, I just filled out the order sheet on mm-hmm. it, and I just sent out a um, to about eight different dealers in the U.S. Yeah, that's interesting. And then uh, just said, you know, let me know what price you have. And it was interesting that uh, they were all pretty closely clustered around mm-hmm. a certain uh, percent discount on it. And from there, I, I was applying kind of three evaluations to those quotes is, you know, what is the price that's important? Uh, what's the reputation of the dealer? And then is it somebody I could do business with? Mm-hmm. And and so part of that was relationship building yes, with yes. somebody, developing that trust. Uh-huh. I mean, price is one thing, but But you
0: have to have confidence in the dealer. I absolutely. I mean, that's in the service. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 yeah.
2: And that that was kind of a, a hard thing for us to sort out is on the service side yeah. is that since we're going to be going full time, it's not like we were doing it uh, recreationally. Uh, yeah. as far as yeah. just seasonally or right. trips that we we're really needed that back look, at the same place. Yeah, yeah, that it was probably less of less important to me. Oh, I mean, it just wasn't practical. I mean, no. we're not going to be in Florida and come back to no. you know Oregon to to no. do service on it. No. So. You know, we're going to rely on those service centers that have a good reputation. And, right. Uh, and
0: we should mention that you are, your homestead is in Washington State. It is. Has and been. You, and <laughs> has yeah. been for a long yeah. time. And that you purchased your motorhome from a dealer in Michigan. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And you picked it up in, <laughs> in Nappany, Nappany. Nappany at the Indiana at the factory. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So have you ever been to the dealer?
2: Yes, yeah. We oh. went up this winter when we uh, came out to uh, Napanee to sit down with uh, a woman from Newmar, Newmar to go through and pick her.
0: So uh, they invited you out to Newmar to... We just
2: we, we had gone to the Tampa RV show uh-huh. this year and had talked with Michelle and said we were going to be buying this year... And we just said, could we come up and, and so sit So this down? was your
0: idea? That wasn't their requirement? No,
2: no. huh? No. no. Was, uh, and a number of other people have done the yeah, same yeah. thing, too. And it works out well because they have all the tile, all the solid surface, all the floor tiles, all the fabrics, all the different wood finishes there. So you can mix and match. I mean, they're small samples, little swatches of things, but you can get a, a really good sense of what your options are. And for that's an
1: advantage to buying new because then you can have it the way you want it.
2: Yeah and we had uh this last year we said let's let's look for used first and you know the blessing of curse of of numars is that they have such a great reputation it's hard to come by a uh older numar that is maybe not in a production year that has some problems mm-hmm. with it and again kind of back to the floor plan and then every year they manage to add on something new and and, mm-hmm. and you th- those gotta have type things and
0: it seemed like and that, that won't happen in the future n- no no no. no, no.
2: I'm not <laughs> look.
3: they're not going <laughs> to look oh yes you will <laughs> well I think there was big industry changes in the last three years mm-hmm. um, like what uh technology wise. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the Star Chassis mm-hmm. and the starting in twenty sixteen, it's a major change mm-hmm. in the construction and stability of the fall wall slides, which mm-hmm. is the biggest issue. Yeah.
2: And the yeah. passive steerer tag axle on it that mm-hmm. adds another yeah. ten degrees, you know, turning radius to it. And with that stronger uh floor system that the foundation on it that you know the f- we were able to get floor tiles all the way out rather than having
0: mm-hmm. carpet, carpet in that so you have no carpeting at all. No,
2: little peekaboo no. things. I think under the uh, bed. Decorative <laughs>
0: touches is yes, what yes, I would call yeah. yeah, right. yeah. And that's that was a factor, which you was a determining factor.
2: Yeah, and I think there's kind of that livability space, and then you know we're kind of design wonks, so we appreciate good design and, uh-huh. and good you know products. And
0: so you actually went down and watched it being built was
2: so amazing. They have eight different sub-assembly plans that they are doing different modules of things. And then over the course of five days, when that chassis rolls in, which at that point already has the floor mm-hmm. on it, mm-hmm. it has, including the tile. Including all, the tile. In, yeah. including
0: so the, the tile, tile goes under the... C- yeah, under the cabinets.
2: Yeah, and mm-hmm. it's it's amazing that um, they 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 lift this whole floor up with this giant suction cup thing and mm-hmm. lift it over and put it on the chassis on that. It. And it's two sheets of OSB for the mm-hmm. entire length
0: on it. It's mm-hmm. interesting. Integra, when you go to their factory, they make a big deal out of putting the tile in after the cabinets have been installed.
1: There must I, be. There <laughs> must be I mean, they, they talked to
0: you about that for fifteen minutes. Yeah, about how we have our our super craftsmen who put the tile and fit it around every little piece and corner. And no, you just no. say oh, okay. Yeah. I, it seen. Don't what, I don't know what the advantage of no, that is. Really, it seems they seem to think. Well, they talked about weight and oh. other things.
2: Well, it is. It's pretty amazing how they, uh, over that course of the five days, you know, the chassis and the floor mm-hmm. rolled in. It has the tanks, all the, yeah. b- you know, everything is kind of, and all the chassis wiring is in. A lot of the PEX tubing mm-hmm. for the wa- fresh water is already kind of channeled along mm-hmm. the outside part of the floor.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And then they just start adding in components, starting with some of the closet walls and the uh, kind of the back uh, area that we, for our rear bath. And then they, they also bring in the kitchen galley, the, the, the front slide. And which it has all the cabinetry and mm-hmm. the sink and everything, and that's part of that sub assembly yeah. process. Where uh, but it's amazing, it, they have two tours a day at the factory <laughs> 10 o'clock and 1 o'clock.
0: Yeah, and you get you to do you, both, yes. Oh, yeah,
2: <laughs> right there, you know, waiting, waiting, right. waiting. And when you come in, um, I mean, the difference in those two hours is just phenomenal. Really? Yeah. Well, how
1: much they've gotten done yeah. while you were away?
2: Until it gets to yeah. the wiring right. part of it. And then it, it seems like it stays there for almost a day and a half, I think, because there's something like um, almost a mile of wire. It's amazing. 12 volt and Romex. Oh, I think a, mile take a lot more than that. <laughs> well, yeah, maybe I'm, um, and I heard some quote of weight.
0: So you watched it being built, and then you went home for a while,
2: Yes. And then you got some Painful. pictures of
0: it painting being painted. So a couple of months later we come to this week. Yes. And this week was factory delivery. And how does that work? Well And it, it is an has, option.
2: It is an option. It does cost money. It's about thirty five hundred dollars. Extra um, beyond extra. what the, cost the dealer the would
0: charge you to deliver it in Washington. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. right. Or, or Michigan in, or anywhere. Oh, or that's they right. bought it bought would be in Michigan. Michigan, right? Yeah.
2: We thought since we were uh, totally unskilled at this that uh, being able to have a week's time of a dedicated service technician mm-hmm. giving us the training and orientation and patient On a one to one basis. a one to one basis. Uh, for, you know, we, they, <laughs> this is kind of grueling for some people. They come knocking at your door at six yeah. in the morning and and but and they're gone at 2 in yeah. the afternoon they'll go over things as many times as you want and uh, and believe me they did mm-hmm. <laughs> and and including we went out and did some test driving with it
0: well, cuz that's the first time you'd ever besides at a show you'd ever driven one that's right, right. Yeah. and so how's that been it's been great. Well, So now you have you have 125 miles on it. <laughs> so, so, so far, so no, good. Continue to answer your question well, from the perspective of a well, Having
1: just driven through some of the worst traffic in the country. <laughs> that's true. That's true. They drove
0: around the bottom of Lake Michigan uh, in Indiana.
3: Well, my trepidation was how wide it is. Mm-hmm. I wasn't sure if I could find myself on the road mm-hmm. and stay straight. And that turned out easier than Because you did the I driving. Thought. Yeah, I, I did Here the driving. today. Uh-huh, Today. Mm-hmm. We got lost in the first five minutes. And so
0: <laughs> You're admitting that, huh?
3: So he became the navigator, uh-huh. and I was the driver. I said, so we switched, because I don't know the um, GPS unit that he has uh-huh. very well. So I said, I, I can't handle this. I'll drive, and you do the navigation. And it worked
0: great.
2: It was It's kind of like back to Columbus, you know, going east by west. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see but that ending well. Yeah,
0: by working great, you mean... As a novice driver, the traffic didn't bother you, and the length of the vehicle—I mean, most people complain oh, it's so long. It's so
3: big. Well, and I think we had enough test drives there f- during this week um, to learn that pivot point. And he was very good about went to a big parking lot mm-hmm. in the school, got practice, but mm-hmm. uh, backing up and taking those pivot turns, and taking you know the difference between the left and the right and learning how far you need to pull out before you start mm-hmm. pivoting and watch that back end mm-hmm. through your mirrors right. and he taught us very well so uh-huh. by the time i got in there i felt comfortable enough yeah i know where that back end is i can make Good. that turn yeah. Good. now from here you're going to driving school do you think you still need it <laughs> oh yeah well i know there's a lot of tips and trips and we so we specifically planned two days on our way back for the RV driving school and that's two days because we're both getting a day you can have one day or you can have two days if you have it as a couple so uh-huh. each day is uh-huh. dedicated to each couple so
0: that is classroom and no it's driving? all practical
2: practical uh, driving yeah because yeah. yeah. so he's just meeting us at the uh, oh. RV park that we're staying at uh-huh. and oh. launching from there oh. I mean he may have I'm some, sure he'll
0: do a walk around
2: I would hope yeah
3: <laughs> yeah and uh, this one is a professional uh, driver uh, certified commercial driver so he's got a lot of experience and i think at least i'm hoping that we'll have a lot of and i understand too that they do the cones where you set up the cones mm-hmm. and you have to be able to drive that co- through those cones not knock any and cones and even
0: some off. emergency yeah, and procedures, emergency that procedures sort of stuff too yeah. would be um, yeah,
3: definitely, all of that. So it's six hours each day, and I i mean, we spent an hour with the NUMAR technician, mm-hmm. and that was just kind of just quick and dirty, yeah, but yeah. this should be really real
0: well, specifically, specifically aimed at, at your for, skills, yeah, yeah. and so. probably doing whatever you need to in terms right. of
3: skills. And, and, and I felt yeah. real strong about that. I didn't want to drive across country not having a better skill base than mm-hmm. what we have.
1: And around here, you're only
3: driving on the flatland. You have to also learn how to handle those mountains as you get back to Washington.
0: Yes.
3: (laughs) (laughs) And he will be teaching us how to use the Jake brakes and Uh how to go up and
0: downhill. So from here, you are literally going, driving full time back to Washington. Mm -hmm. We're in Chicago. And you. Moving
3: in. Moving in,
0: yeah. Yeah. Moving, because you're staying in an apartment. Right. For a short period of time. We're well transitioning mean, you have, you have been since you sold your house. Yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Which is good conditioning to go from a 25 I'll square live foot. small. Yeah, yeah. And uh, that apartment, you know, it was only one person in the kitchen at a time. So, yeah. I mean, this kitchen is uh, bigger than the apartment. Kitchen. Really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah. Uh-huh. And we live in kind of around the boxes, so we have a circle, of, a path of, through the boxes because uh-huh. we didn't unpack oh, Yeah, why bother? Yeah, yeah why bother? And it taught us, okay, what can we fit into the apartment that mm-hmm. obviously we can't fit in the sure. apartment, we can't fit into the sure. RV. So it was mentally and physically preparing for that change from a house mm-hmm. to a, was a
0: good transition. Mm-hmm. To yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. give you a little but, practice yeah. in advance. <laughs> so you're going back, you're still working. Yes, Sarah? yes. So and you'll be working work. for how much longer?
3: Uh, 2018, I retire.
0: 2018. Yeah. Okay, so Mark retires. 20. Well, the end yeah, of this yeah, year. Yeah, but sometime. you're going to live in your RV yes. until both of you are fully retired.
2: Yeah, yeah and then we can do some shakedown <laughs> trips and uh, get used, get it outfitted and kind of organized the way we uh, want. And uh, you're uh, staying and in a campground then. Yeah, just uh, about 20 minutes south of where we work in Olympia, uh-huh. Washington, and uh, it's nice. Little, uh, it's a really nice park. It's small. Um, It's got little lawn strips between each Mm -hmm. of the, uh, what did I call them last week? Oh, slips. (laughs) Slips.
3: (laughs) (laughs) RV parking places
0: places for boats are slips.
3: (laughs) It's a land
0: yacht. (laughs) Now, one of the things that Numar is pretty famous for is customization. And I think that's one of the reasons why you bought a new one. So what kind of customization did they do for you? I mean, people have a hard time in their mind. It's not just a different floor plan, but you took a floor plan and made it yours. Kind of personalized. It and, kind how of to, and, and they were very willing to do this. Oh, they're amazing. Other, sure. dealer, other manufacturers are if not. If you want
2: A or B. <laughs> yeah, right. And, and sometimes only A. Right.
0: But so. what did you, you made some fairly major changes. Mm-hmm. Including this thing over here.
2: Yeah, the, the, Ken's looking at our custom desk that I designed because I'm audiophile, so I'm going to be putting my two channel stereo system in there and some custom speakers I built. And, two uh, channel. Yeah, just stereo. <laughs> not not surround <laughs> not, not, <laughs> sound. I don't believe listening to not good two point one. No.
0: no. <laughs> well, hey, we need to have a talk. <laughs> well, and we always
3: um, and we believe that sleeps too. Dinner for four, drinks for six. Yeah.
0: So we took where the couch would be. So they had, you, you have really happen- no sleeping extra beyond the bed no. at all? No. And, we, yeah. and even though you have a guest, she's sleeping on the floor. <laughs> 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 okay, brand new coach and only sleeping for two. Okay, so what other things would you have done? So, well, you did have the two recliners. Oh, yeah. That was yeah, a standard That's option. a standard, that's standard uh, right, yeah.
2: option that's available. And uh, probably where we departed from the the... The kind of textbook options they have with you is they give you the ability of picking from some of the luxury line uh-huh. items or any any of yeah. the coaches so the uh, floor tile and there's a whole story surrounding that but it uh, what we had ordered originally was from a 2016. London Air, which Mm -hmm. is their the third uh, most expensive coach. We had there was a little problem with the distributor, so we had to get a Uh different tile, which was from a 2017. Uh So we're a (laughs) 2016.5 coach.
0: And and you changed some of the closets. Yeah,
2: and 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 when and then we picked backsplash from a Mountain Air. Uh uh, The the solid surface uh, was. those are just decorative items. They are, right. and right. You, but
0: you had more wiring put in. Yeah, oh, right. that's um, probably the
2: biggest. Probably the big thing, one thing. that was mm-hmm. uh, for me anyway was to do uh, extra, different. But you, had,
0: what you had the ability one. to put in extra AC outlets, AC yes. outlets with USB, extra Cat five or Cat six Cat in your six case, one, yeah. extra HDMI wires. You yeah. could all of these things and jacks and stuff customized to where you wanted to put them. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. No matter what you wanted to do. And
2: you can dream large on it. And like I asked them to give me a Magnum hybrid 3000 watt inverter. Mm -hmm. And that was denied. Um, And they don't explain why. No. And and it's funny kind of pricing this stuff because they just tell you what the bottom line is. It's not Uh. like it's a la carte. So we came back with a little bit of sticker shock. And like I think we had asked for uh, solid uh, hardwood uh, doors. And I think it was probably like, you know, six or seven thousand dollars. Yeah, the stuff can get they expensive. Weigh a lot, and they're really expensive. And ninety percent of the time, they're going to be slid back in. So that's an easy one to get rid of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's
0: very easy. Mm-hmm. And uh, well,
2: so we had to do yeah. some reality checking. We yeah. didn't have an unlimited amount of money.
3: Well, and that was where we kind of put everything. Okay, here's our dream coach, and then we just started knocking off to get back to that price point that we mm-hmm. could buy new. That then allowed us get. The new
0: one. So the new was a critical factor to you?
3: Well, and it was because if we went to a one or two year old, mm-hmm. the price point was not
0: that, not that different. different. Mm-hmm.
3: And so it really made as much sense. And then we got the, um, the big change in 2016 to start chassis we really we really wanted to get mm-hmm. that change because that was a real important I think that's a game changer mm-hmm. in, in the industry so
2: and I think we negotiated yeah. enough price uh, a discount on it that I, you know we're kind of we definitely captured that uh, first year depreciation mm-hmm. on it so I think uh, you know that's always the huge one to to deal
0: with. Well, your story is just very fascinating, and I think many of our listeners are going to be very fascinated to hear it, and we'll have to continue. I'm sure we'll keep in we'll touch. Check in with you we'll again. check in with you again. We'll check in with you again, and when the retirement actually happens and uh, you're actually on the road full-time, hopefully we'll be able to... Uh, our
1: paths will cross pass, again. Our paths will cross again, <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, yeah.
0: When you knocked on our door in Washington State, which is the first time we met you, we were <laughs> uh, a little bit shocked because you had driven so far <laughs> to come and see us, but now that we hear your story... Because we have a motor coach that's almost like yours, just a little bit older, it's it makes sense. Very exciting, yeah. very exciting. No, it's You guys have been very so gracious with your
2: uh, your time and help on this. It's been wonderful.
0: Yeah, we we picked them up at the airport and, and made sure they made it safely to uh, to Elkhart to pick up their motorhome. And now we're sending you off into the world, <laughs> yes, <that's right. laughs> literally. Right. So thank you very much. What an interview. Would you do that? No, I don't think so. But on the other hand, if
1: you really want to yeah. see the United they, States in RV, and they and they and, and they do, and I mean, you gotta jump in and do it. And they did as much research as they could without actually living it. And I have to think that there are people who listen to our podcast who also share this dream, who would like to jump in and do it too.
0: Yeah, and I should follow up with uh, an email that I received from Mark today because uh, they are had taken their driver's <laughs> driving lesson and the driving instructor was showing them how to check on the wear on the tires. And he was looking at the front tires and he says,
1: There's a lot of wear on your tires.
0: You're you're down to needing new front a new front tire because it was worn so much on the inside. And they said, What? We've driven eight hundred miles. Driven eight hundred miles, is that all you get on a set of tires? And come to find out that the alignment on the front end was off by must have been just a major way and they were well, they were looking for some component that was defective or something. I don't know. I have not heard the end of the story, but they will not be arriving home when they expected to because they're spending at least another day in northern Minnesota someplace.
1: And this is one of the issues with driving new. As you know, we <laughs> are proponents of used RV purchases even though that's not how we buy things in the rest of our lives because it can be advantageous to let somebody else figure out what the hell is wrong with your tires. Before you have to deal with those problems, and
0: this is the second RV like this that I've that I've heard about recently that's had a major problem uh, within the last month of somebody who picked up their brand new motorhome and the power steering leaked all out and destroyed the pump, and they couldn't steer, so they had to be uh-huh. towed to a f- repair facility. So they had less than a few hundred miles, less than a thousand miles on their on their rig too. So these are big, complex machines, and you know. Even though they might be right as they come out of the factory, if they don't tighten things down exactly, if everything isn't uh, just up to spec, there could be some problems. And so you got to – well, it's good they found out about it before it causes any problems. Right. I mean, if you've been going down the road
1: and you, had a and
0: you had a blowout on your first trip home, whew, yeah. that would be very unexpected. You course,
1: might retire from RVing a week after <laughs> the yeah.
0: 2016 Dutch Star for sale sheep. <laughs> Ooh! well, Well, we certainly hope that. Well, it's just one of those things. things I mean, we traveled uh, 8,500 miles uh, in the last five and a half months, and knock on wood, we had a great experience and almost no problems. But it's going to happen sometime. But that's what maintenance and that's what your insurance and stuff is all about. Do we like Tim Tams? Yes, we love them, but we knew that already. Well, we forgot to mention this back with uh, when our friends from Australia were here. If you haven't tried Tim Tams, which are
1: kind of a wafery, crispy
0: chocolate covered cookie, is that a good way to say it? Our Australian friends brought us some from Australia, and then of course we bought some here.
1: Oh, <laughs> So we exchanged Tim Tams. We exchanged Tim Tams. (laughs) Great minds run in the same circles. (laughs) But
0: when you go to Australia, you will definitely hear about Tim Tams, and And they're probably much cheaper there. And
1: we bought it at the world market. If there's one near you, you could try a Tim Tam.
0: So, our listener email.
1: Another Aussie. Good day, Martha and Ken. I've just finished listening to your podcast with your friends from Australia. I was jealous that they were able to meet you on their trip to the USA. We tried to catch up with you when we were there in 2013, but you were overseas. Regarding RVing in Australia, I would suggest to any overseas visitors looking to experience Australia to try RVing for part of your stay rather than doing tours or flying everywhere. A suggestion would be to RV up the east coast from Sydney, passing through the Blue Mountains, the Great Beaches, National Parks, and the Gold Coast on to Brisbane. From there you can fly to Melbourne or Adelaide and where I live and visit the Flinders Ranges or Kangaroo Island and depart back to America. While I agree that Australia is too large to drive everywhere, there is no reason why you can't RV for some part of your visit like we did in our USA trip. For three weeks, we rented a Class C from L.A. and drove to Yosemite, Las Vegas, the Grand Canyon, Monument Valley, through to Denver, and then flew to New York, Florida, and back to San Francisco. You can't experience the people of a country by staying in an RV park that compared to staying in a hotel.
0: And We would definitely agree with that. And that sounds like a pretty decent itinerary. A good suggestion. suggestion Because he's right. You just cannot do the whole country in an RV on a vacation trip.
1: And, And as I remember, the cities that he mentioned, from the cruise that we took when we saw Australia, the coast that he's describing is roughly equivalent to what our friends did going from Miami to New York City. So that was doable for them.
0: So we thank uh, Wayne and Jane for bringing this to our attention. And for our listeners, you might want to head to Australia to do a little RVing um, and There's a new website, which is cool, because this website, (laughs) RV, renting RVs can be really expensive. Yes. Yeah, and uh, there's this new site called Immuva. Amuva offers the customers the best deals on cars and camper vans from just $1 a day. As the largest relocation agent in Australia and New Zealand, we offer new one-way trips every day in Australia, New Zealand, and the USA using only the best suppliers. Trips start at $1 per day. Our car and camper van rentals are the best available rates and include a great range of sizes and budget. We aim to provide all of the information that you need to make your choice easy. Bookings can be made online or by calling the iMova team that 's i m o o v a dot com operating since two thousand and five as standby cars and now as i move a dot com we provide expertise and provide you with the best products for and service so this is an interesting company because depending on the time of the year and the demands they offer they, what they do is is they rent the time that they need things to be transported between two locations, for instance, they now have Calgary to Fairbanks for $25 a night for two weeks. Wow. And so what they what you're doing is you're helping them move their vehicles between locations. Because
1: they need it to be in Alaska, and right now it's in Calgary, for right. example.
0: Right. And, you know, if you're looking to save a few bucks...
1: We saw some companies like this when we were in New Zealand, and we know that a done thing, um, and I would recommend it to anybody who has lots of time and not lots of money, because sometimes you would have to be flexible and wait for the... And of course, you're
0: going to go in the shoulder season. ...the
1: rig to come become available, and it may not need to be moved exactly where you thought it was that you wanted to go, so you have to be flexible, but um, the price is definitely right.
0: Uh, and I get the impression with this one that you could actually make a reservation. The one I was, the one we were looking at it was more catch-as-catch-can. Yeah, right. It was kind of a walk-up and make the make the deal, which was a little bit nerve-wracking if you're going to fly thousands of miles to get there. But they offer these deals in the United States, too. I noticed that Almonte is part of their program, mm-hmm. and Almonte is a huge renter. Mm-hmm. And if you're going between two popular cities and, you know, you might want to go the other way and fly the other way, uh, something, I don't know. But it's obviously going to be a one-way rent. But it might be worth it.
1: And it could be a fun way for those of you who are thinking about RVing but haven't done much RVing to get your toes wet yeah, and not yeah. spend a lot of money.
0: I noticed that, uh, of course, we have solar panels on ours. And how many do we have? Three. Three. <gasps> She knows, wow. Three hard-sided panels. And there's a new kind of solar panel that's coming out, but these are no regular solar solar panels. They're the latest available, approaching 22% efficiency, and by virtue of that, reducing their size even more. This guy has a tiny roof and he needs all the space he can get. Before, I was forced to have custom built panels created for a specific space available on my roof, roof. This time, because of the significantly reduced measurements, I am able to go with a stock size. This really reduced the cost, plus the fact that the new ones are cheap. Mm-hmm. So, these new panels, if you're dealing with a small rig and you've thought about panels, but you, you want to do
1: boondocking. <clears throat>
0: And you don't want to buy customized, Jeez. Yeah. so you might want to look at this. Uh, I will, of course, have the link to this uh, site on our website, just as soon as I get the website done on the on the page for this for this episode. How to shop online when on the road? Oh, another interesting article. Do we shop online? You do. No, oh, don't you get packages? <laughs> Very rarely. You just got a watch band today. I'm home. Oh, that's okay. Yeah, so that's easier. That's normal. So Amazon, I actually saw an Amazon truck delivered the other day from Amazon. Oh, they have their own trucks now. I guess so. Huh, this huh. Was, By
1: and large, when we're in a campground for any length of time, the Amazon Prime two-day delivery
0: works great. But one of the things you don't know with Amazon is how the the packages are going to come, and we, we found out in Florida that it's. Comes to different locations if it comes to the post office as opposed to being delivered by UPS or FedEx.
1: Because sometimes they prefer to deliver to your site, sometimes they deliver just to the campground office. It can be hard to know. And when things don't come when you expect them to, you can waste a lot of time trying to track them down.
0: But of course, Prime is fabulous for this. And if you don't have Amazon Prime and you travel, then you're making a mistake because there are always things that you need. She looks at me skeptically. <laughs> There are things that we, we, <laughs> hate, the royal we, need sometimes. Okay. And sometimes you want them to go to the post office. And they have a very interesting tip here that you don't know how they're going to ship it, so it can get confusing. So if you want to pick a small-town post office and give Amazon your as your shipping address, P.O. Box General Delivery...
1: To that small town's post office.
0: Then it will go to the post office, and you can pick it up there. There are times when you're traveling through, and you don't know where you're going to stay in a a week or so, and so just have it sent to P.O. Box, General Delivery. Then it won't come on FedEx, because FedEx won't deliver to General Delivery. Mm -hmm. How about folding bikes? We've had quite a few people ask us about our bikes. We love them. We say we have our bikes along, and they say, where are they? Well, they're in the back of our car, and they're folded up.
1: And they're but not clown bikes. They're not full size bikes,
0: right? And interestingly enough, that Montague bikes has come out with some really nice new models.
1: Oh, I'm feeling a purchase coming on here. What's with,
0: better about them than what we have? A new folding mechanism. Uh. And they've got uh, fenders. <laughs> do I need fenders? Well, if you don't want to stripe up your back, you. Do.
1: Well, I don't ride in the rain. I see. I ride for pleasure.
0: Anyway, if you are thinking about folding bikes, we or really if you, don't, if, if you don't have space, and as we found out, when you hang them off the back of your rig, either the car or the actual motorhome, that they get. Or your trailer. Or, your rig. Or they get really crapped up in a hurry. And either fun. just from the dust, or from the rain, or snow.
1: And sometimes you're sticking out just that much farther and some bozo comes and hits your bike because it's hanging out there.
0: Did that happen to you? It did. (laughs) Okay. So, well, and of course, they're vulnerable to getting stolen and all sorts of things. Anyway, these bikes fold up very nice and small. And they have full-size tires. And frankly, when they are opened up and they're ready to ride, people don't even, realize, you don't even know that they're fold-up bikes. And people are often very surprised. And we say, oh, they're fold-up bikes. And they go, whoa. And I've had a couple of people ask me fairly recently uh, what kind of bikes they are. And just to jog the memories of our listeners, and maybe for somebody who is new uh, hasn't heard this before, but uh, these folding bikes are by Montague Bikes. And they make quite a range of folding bikes, everything from mountain bikes to uh, racing bikes that fold.
1: And now, if you go on their website, you'll see that they have some retailers sprinkled here and there across the country, but it's quite likely that they aren't that close to where you are. And I'm remembering when we right. bought them, they yeah. sent the bikes to us to try out, and we could have sent them back if we didn't like them. Am I remembering that yes. right? Yes, Yeah. yeah. So um, it's kind of a risk-free... Uh, Way to purchase a folding bike.
0: So their little blurb says, no matter where you ride, streets, mountains, trails, or bike paths, our full line of folding bikes, you are sure to find a bike that meets your needs. Our bikes can be used for commuting, travel, mountain biking, touring, and any other kind of riding that you can dream up. Of course, they also fold for transport or storage in a matter of seconds. And, of course, (laughs) the, the couple who visited us... Uh, and their new bike. antenna had a tandem that folded up. They were tandem fanatics. Yes.
1: And the other thing I would say about the Montagues is that this old fat lady can still handle it and get it in and out of the car with some effort. So they're not ultra light, but they're not super heavy either. So any of you who are not as old as I am should have no trouble um, maneuvering them wherever it is you want them to be when you're not riding them.
0: We have gone through various water purification systems over the years. <laughs> We are experienced water purifiers. Because we're paranoid about the water that we've had
1: in the campgrounds. One of us is. Okay, I am paranoid. <laughs>
0: this, we've, had, we've had a water softener, a reverse osmosis system, a distiller, distillery, distillery, <laughs> and now a pitcher. So we have had a fair amount of experience with this. And our latest purchase is a pitcher that is hooked up to the water faucet. And I think this is going to be a nice alternative. I was very, very surprised. I've always been skeptical about the Brita type of filter that fits on the faucet. That it only takes out large lumps. Yeah, that it only takes out large lumps and you have to replace the filter frequently and all that sort of stuff. But this is recommended by Consumer Reports. Well, it was given the very highest rating by Consumer Reports. It's taking out all sorts of stuff. And Consumer Reports, as we know, is the Bible. (laughs) <laughs> this is somehow my reputation precedes me here. <laughs> Consumer Reports is my Bible for buying stuff. Yes, it is. And if Consumer Reports says it's good, it must be good. So... The nice thing about this is is that it's inexpensive. Okay, so we started off with the water softener. That takes out calcium. Who cares about that? We then went to reverse osmosis, which we couldn't which we used, but it uses a huge amount of water and is a pain in the butt.
1: And the unit that we had no longer attached to the faucets in our new motor home, yeah. which brought us to the distiller, which is fine if you've got a lot of counter space, which I do in the bathroom, but it takes a lot of electricity and <laughs> it takes 3 hours hours maybe to do a gallon of water yeah. so it seems like i am always distilling But it gives
0: you the absolute cleanest water
1: and when i'm not on 50 amps and it's using up all that electricity it just complicates my life i'm still blowing out the pedestal i get teased about it regularly
0: okay so now consumer reports for 30 dollars, they recommend the clear water pitcher
1: which, of course, we purchased from Amazon.com. Um, it holds 1.75 liters of water, which is nine 8-ounce glasses, and according to Consumer Reports, reduces five times more contaminants due to solid block carbon filtration. Take the guessing out of filter changes with the intelligent filter indicator. Adapter installation is required for the water pressure from your faucet to deliver superior filtration. Fillings a breeze with the quick connect hose in its convenient storage compartment. And we should say that we have tested that the connector will work with our current sink, but because we purchased this since we've been home, we cannot give you any personal recommendations, whether it's as convenient as Consumer Reports claims that it is.
0: But it looks like a nice idea. The 37 hacks that will make you a happy camper.
1: These are on BuzzFeed, which is usually not my favorite no. site to go to. But when I read through the hints, there were a number of them that seemed quite reasonable and useful, especially for families with children, especially for people with small yeah. units. Good, good, smart ways to do things, save space. Um, take a look and see if any of them would be helpful to you.
0: For instance, using a dry food container as a wastebasket. It, now, that's that's not a bad idea. Because you don't have much room for a waste basket in, in the bathroom. T- right
1: At the campsite... Tie uh, an old piece of pantyhose with a bar of soap Does in it. Does anybody use pantyhose anymore? So you can wash your hands at the
0: faucet. And they have a cool thing here for making a quick and dirty little hammock, hammock for in your, your kids. Front seat. Anyway, there are lots of cool tips here, which some of which, this one is a good one. Place a small white dry erase board to the back of your. On the back of the cupboard, when you arrive at a campground, write the name and address, spot number, and phone number of the campground. If you need the paramedics in the middle of the night, you'll know where to look. Where Where you are, yeah. That's a good idea. Yeah. So there are lots of nice ideas like this in this list, and this came from Pinterest.
1: Oh, Pinterest?
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it was a link here. So I've come to appreciate some of the stuff on Pinterest,
1: it's people sharing good ideas. Good ideas,
0: exactly, and we have shared a lot of good ideas this month. Have we? Haven't we? <laughs> <laughs> and what's what's the upcoming month look looking like? Fourth more, of July. More at homeness. More at homeness, and lots of camping
1: not in july
0: not for, us. not for us we will not be on the road again until we won't be in your way we will oh that's right we will not be in your way but we hope that you have a great fourth of july and we hope that you have uh, some great camping experiences and that you'll share them with us through email and whatever else and we hope to see you at a campground near us but... whether we're camping or at home <laughs> yeah stop by and see us